the pandemic, social unrest, the state house, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Well, today is Thursday, and it's a big day because today is uh, finally COVID briefing. Now, there's a lot at stake here. Number one, we're hearing that incoming governor, Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee, that he will be attending the COVID briefing today. That's number one. Number two, Rhode Island's in a tough spot, as many of you know. We are third worst, depending on what you look at, third worst or the worst when it comes to distributing the vaccine. <clears throat> and a large majority of the vaccine is being wasted. So there's a lot on the line. I will be attending. I will be asking questions. If you want me to ask a question at the press briefing today of any of the, those individuals that are there, but something needs to change here. We, we know that if you, but if you have a question, go to my website, petro.com no eyes, D-E-P-T-R-O.com is a, a click. You can click on contact John, shoot me a question. I will try to get to it, but the state needs to turn this around. The amount of people in the hospital, our, our priorities are wrong. Our priorities should not be frozen. We don't need field hospitals. We need to change the strategy of how they're distributing the vaccine because it's not working. We're now, we have tougher um, restrictions than Massachusetts right next door, and that's wrong. We know why. One of the reasons of why is Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo has been focused on her Senate confirmation hearing as far as to be the head of commerce. And by the way, there are some objections to that. There's a Republican senator right now in texas saying hold on i am not voting for this person rhode island governor gina raimondo until she answers some questions about china so there's a lot at stake but what what is every day being missed every day that they're not focused on getting the vaccine out there how many people listening right now you would like to get the vaccine or your parents would like to get the vaccine or your grandparents would like to get get the vaccine and you're not getting the vaccine whatever the state is doing right now the state needs to change course the state rollout has been terrible. The leader of the state, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, has been absent, is not talking to the press, and has been focused on her Senate confirmation hearing, of which she's still doing that because her vote is coming up next week, next Wednesday, plus next Wednesday, she's supposed to deliver the state of the state, even though if everything goes on track, um, it has to be voted on a committee. And then it then has to be voted on the full Senate. So it's it's unsure exactly how long this could take. Never mind if there, there are some people with some objections. But what's happening in the meantime is the vaccine rollout is not getting the attention it deserves. It needs someone that's going to be focused on that. And at this point, let's face it, Governor Raimondo, her main focal point and focus right now is not on the vaccine. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo, her focus seems to be on, and by the way, it's perfectly normal that there's, there's a lot at stake with her Senate confirmation hearing for commerce. So it would, would make sense that way. The governor had her Senate confirmation hearing, as you know, just the other day, and she was very prepared, but you also saw that she had been spending a lot of time on the phone with different senators uh, from the committee and hearing about their concerns and, and meeting them for the first time and learning about their concerns and trying to get up to speed. So it's a big day, and that's coming up at 1 o'clock. We will carry it. You're going to hear it right here. I will be there, and we're going to try to get some answers on this vaccine rollout. So a lot ahead on this Thursday right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. 
You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. Did someone damage your vehicle, whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle? West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We we start at 11, we go until 2, it's a.m. 1380. 99.9 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, tobetro.com. Folks, it's time for our legal segment. Joining me, he is our legal analyst. He is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, the uh, the Democrats are saying that come February 8th, there's going to be a Senate impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate. However, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Republicans, Mitch McConnell saying not so fast. We don't think that this is constitutional to try to impeach someone, President Trump, who's already out of office. How do we, uh, how do you look at this so far? Well, it, it's a witch hunt against um, former President Trump. Um, I guess he still has a lot of um, um, pow- power to get Democrats um, raising campaign funds, but this whole trial that's upcoming, whether you like President Trump or whether you loathe President Trump, this trial is preposterous in a number of ways. In the first instance, the, the Constitution clearly says that the Senate can have a trial um, if a president is impeached. The Senate conducts the trial, and if there's a two-thirds majority... Uh, the president is convicted and can be removed from office, and there's the additional potential sanction that he can never run for federal office again. And my clear reading of that language, it, the contemplation is to remove a sitting president from office. Trump is no longer the president, so it seems preposterous to have this trial to attempt to convict a man to obtain a sanction to remove him from office where he is already removed from office because of the change of administration. So it's a trial without an effective remedy. 
the real the real end game is the Democrats would like to get something that they can crow about in the in the papers and try to get determination that President Trump can never run for office again. Um, I don't think they'll ever get that far, but that's clearly the end game. And just to besmirch his reputation, to add to the you know two times he's been politically impeached on frivolous allegations. Now they're trying to convict him on the same frivolous allegations. But John, there's there's more problems here. In addition to the fact that you can't convict or have a trial on someone who's left office, the example is given of President Nixon. Nixon was going to be impeached. There was no doubt about it. He was right. going to be he was going to be convicted. There was little yes. doubt about that. So to avoid those two events, he resigns the presidency. The Democrats say, wow, that was very different. He left the office, so we didn't have to impeach and thereafter attempt to convict and have the trial. It was pointless because he could never run for federal office again. President Trump can, thus we must follow this through. I think the logic there is faulty. Nixon left. They didn't have to go ahead and convict him for the sake of a historical, you know, asterisk next to the Nixon's name that he had been convicted. Now the problems um, multiply for those wanting a trial. The Constitution says that if the Senate is to have a trial to consider convicting the president the president, which would mean the sitting president, then the trial is overseen and conducted by the chief judge of the United States Supreme Court. Chief Justice Roberts has already said, I'm not doing this again. He, yep. he, he sat and conducted the first impeachment trial um, under protest, holding his nose, but he did it. And he says, I'm not doing it again. Now, constitutionally, he's the guy that's supposed to do it. However, the Democrats say, well, 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 he has to sit, the chief judge has to sit and preside if it's the sitting president. Since Trump is not the sitting president, there's no need for the chief judge of the Supreme Court. We've got a better idea. We'll have Pat Leahy, who is the senior Democrat senator uh, from Vermont in the Senate. He'll preside. Oh, really? So you're going to have a partisan elected senator, who's one of the most liberal senators out there, preside over this trial. So one of the one of the members of the jury is going to be the judge. The old expression is you can't be the judge and jury. Surprise, right. surprise. The Democrats are going to have this guy be the judge and the jury. So they twist the Constitution in two different ways. The first is to say, well, we can have a trial for someone who's no longer the president. And because he's no longer the president, we can have whoever we want preside over this thing. We don't need Chief Justice Roberts. We'll have one of our guys be the, be the presiding judge on this case. These are serious constitutional um, liberties that the Democrats, in my view, they just happen to be the Democrats. If the Republicans were doing this to a Democrat pr president, I'd be saying the same thing. This has to be challenged in court. There's a question of constitutional law here. And before this trial starts, and I don't know what the Trump team is waiting for, they got to get into court and try to get a restraining order to keep this trial from happening until the courts can determine these two issues. Can someone other than the chief judge hear the case? And can you do this for someone who's no longer president? As we've discussed before, there are a couple of historical cases, not for a president, but I think it was for cabinet officers, and I think one was for a U.S. senator, where after they attempted to resign their position to avoid conviction at a Senate trial, um, the Senate attempted to go forward the trial anyways. None of those cases are really on point with what's going on with this case. Um, I think the Trump team bungled whatever op opportunities they might have had post-election 
We don't really know if there was much substance to it. There was lots of posturing, but little substance. But they better do something quick if they want to stop this from happening. It's going to be too late or perhaps create a historically bad uh, precedent if he's convicted somehow and then says the trial was falsely conducted and the results can't stand. He should be stopping it now. Hmm. But, but what's happening, John, with the way that, you know, the leaders are attempting to manipulate the Constitution in ways never intended, never intended, we've officially become a banana republic. And even if you hate Trump, and even if you like what the Democrats are doing, you got to look at the larger picture of what this is doing to weaken the fabric of our Constitution. Like any other banana republic, the rules mean what they want them to mean, and they change the rules indiscriminately for whatever the end result that they want is. So if we want to become a banana republic, we've arrived. If this trial goes forward, we have definitely arrived. Tim Dodd, what about Rhode Island Congressman David Cicilline, who is poised to be one of the impeachment managers, saying that uh, this has to go forward in the, in, the, in the Senate and President Trump needs to stand trial for incitement of insurrection? Well, <clears throat> the congressman has a right to his opinion. Um, he, he, is, he is the partisan of all partisans. And if you like his partisanship, then you're thrilled with what he's doing. And if you're not on the same political side of the aisle as he, um, you would think what he's doing is rather disgraceful. So you can pick which side you're on and you would judge him accordingly. I still can't believe that the impeachment went forward on the allegation incitement for to insurrection. Now, it's interesting that um, you've got two lanes going here. You've got one lane where they want to convict the president for inciting this whole riot and storming yep. of the Capitol. The different lane is that the FBI is doing a very thorough investigation as to all the participants who went in and breached the Capitol, barricades, etc. And the more that you drill down, just like every other high-profile case that we talk about, John, first blush, you think it's one thing. You drill down, you realize the facts um, suggest a totally different result. In this case, it appears that many, many of the leaders and the folks who did get into the Capitol um, are being investigated for, and in many cases charged with, conspiracy. They were conspirators. They were premeditated before the fact, before they entered, before the president ever spoke. There were groups with a premeditated plan that they were going to use this rally as a pretext to get into the Capitol and to raise hell. So how can it be both? How can it be on the one hand that the president stirred these people up into such a frenzy that they spontaneously stormed the Capitol, where on the other hand, the FBI is saying these were conspirators, premeditated, preplanned, um, designed attack to get in there and to do some damage. They wanted to kidnap Congress people. They wanted to gas Congress people. They had all kinds of wacky theories of things they wanted to do. But these folks who were allegedly conspiring to get in there and to create havoc, they were going to do this if the president just got up in front of the microphone and said, go out there and have a nice day. So right. how can it be both? How can he have yeah. lit the match to this to this event? He lit the flame allegedly, and he was such a effective person to rally his troops. He overdid it to the point that they just couldn't contain themselves. He sparked them to go in there and to do some damage. Versus, this was all pre-planned and premeditated. Now he might have sparked some people to do. Um, more than they ever should have if they were thinking clearly. But a lot of these people, what the president said had nothing to do with their plans. How can it be both? Right. 
Now, right. the, 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 the leaders from the House who are bringing this case over to the Senate, who are the, um, the managers for trial purposes, say, you know, we don't really think we need any witnesses. We all saw what happened on TV. Well, that's just wrong. I think that if the president has to go through with this case, we should be call- he should be calling in representatives from the FBI who might be reluctant yeah. to testify. They're going to say this is an ongoing investigation. We can't talk about an ongoing case. They typically won't comment. But it seems to me that the House jumped the gun in impeaching in the first place because they didn't have all the facts, such as were there conspiracies afoot, such as who were the participants, such as was this premeditated. They didn't know, they didn't care, they weren't interested in the facts. They just wanted to have another notch in their belt that they had uh, impeached President Trump twice. And the facts be damned and the allegations be damned, and whether or not there was any crime of any sort be damned. They just wanted to get them, and they got them. Hmm. Folks, we're going to take a, uh, a quick break. Again, a lot more with attorney Tim Dodd, our legal expert, right here on the John DePietro Show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-2110, 508 508- 336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 336 2110, 24-hour mobile service, and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's MEGA truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Remember, Preferred Towing and Recovery, they're located in Lincoln, and they service the entire state. Preferred is also female-owned and operated by Christine, along with her husband, Mark Labby. They specialize in towing, transport, asset recovery, repossessions, and private property towing services. You know, Mark has been doing repossessions for 30 years. He gets the job done safely, securely. Preferred Towing, call them today, 401 725-8500, 401-725-8500. Or online at preferredrecovery.com as well as Facebook. Preferred Towing. They can also, you know, they buy older vintage cars. Maybe it's from the 60s, 70s. Maybe you have one. It's been sitting in in your garage for who knows how long, the last 15 years. And you keep saying, you know, someday I'm going to restore that. But how about instead call today, 401-725-8500. Call for a fair offer today. It's Preferred Towing in Recovery, located in Lincoln, 401-725-8500. Again, they've been doing repossessions for 30 years. They'll get the job done safely, secured, safely and securely. Preferred Towing, 401-725-8500 or online, preferredrecovery.com. They're also on Facebook. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to just also touch on this business of the the Trump impeachment trial that right now is, uh, unless something changes, but it's it's scheduled for Monday, February 8th. We already, they had the vote. It was already demonstrated that they need 17 Republicans to flip on, on the president. And the other day, they only got five. It's And it's kind of some of the usual suspects a little bit. Why is this thing going forward when you're, the, the fact the vote was taken and people like Rand Paul and Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham and 
and Mitch McConnell all voted. We they think it's unconstitutional to try to impeach someone who's already left office. What, why is this already? Why is this even going forward? If if you, you're they're not going to get 17 votes. Well, because this is not a courtroom, and the law has nothing to do with this, <clears throat> and rules of evidence have nothing to do with this. What happened in the House was purely a political event. What's going to happen in the Senate is purely a political event. And I think that for those who loathe the president, who can't stand him, I think that they'll be satisfied to drag him through the mud again with a show trial. Um, They know they're going to get favorable media coverage for doing so. Um, I'm sure they're not going to be questioned about what's the crime, what's the high crime, what's the misdemeanor, what are the facts to prove the allegations. None of that matters, John. This isn't a courtroom. There's not going to be a real judge. There's not going to be a real prosecutor. There's not going to be any standards of proof or, you know, rules of evidence. Um, If this was a um, real case in a real courtroom, the standard to convict would be proof beyond a reasonable doubt. In a political show trial, it's whatever the heck they feel like doing. There are no standards. So they're doing Mm. this. I'm sure they're raising a ton of money off of it. I'm sure they're hoping to soil the president's reputation even further. They're hoping that the media will drive that point home. And they're hoping that the people who write the history books will talk about the impeachments more so than whatever the president did. Like him or not, he did some really stupid things. And like him or not, he had some pretty good policies. But I think the Democrats hope that that all gets subsumed in the headline, which would be, president impeached twice tried twice and they hope that's the headline um for the upcoming election cycle and for the history books it's not a legal trial it's got nothing to do with the law it's got everything to do with politics but tim what about i just before we move on to some other things what what has changed if anything in your eyes the way they're they're this is going past just uh destruction of property or trespassing the the cases that they're trying to build towards some of the protesters um it seems to be taking on you know just the it doesn't have to be something that you did uh conspiracy could be just something that you had planned to do and that seems to open up a lot of possibilities yes the 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 plan the conspiring is the crime the carrying out of the intent of the conspiracy does not have to be fulfilled for you and your co-conspirators to be so charged. You don't have to carry out the act. You just have to conspire to commit the act. That can be sufficient for certain criminal charges. So the stakes really go up for a lot of these folks out there who were involved. And as we've seen in many other cases, your, your cell phone tells everything. And people don't realize how much their social media their computers and laptops, their smartphones, that all of these things can be taken apart and looked at very carefully um, by um, the authorities if they get sufficient probable cause to get into these types of documents and accounts. I've been involved in cases, John, where it's amazing um, with a good forensic investigator how much data can be pulled right out of anyone's cell phone. You have no idea how much material you can get out of that. Um, The same would be true with your computer. Um, The same is true with all sorts of electronic devices. So the feds will be able to track all of these people, where they were, where they've been, who they've spoken with, Um, They can reconstruct everything. Think of Hillary Clinton. She destroyed 33,000 emails, or so she thought, but the feds were able to reconstruct it all. And Hillary thought that she Mm. had taken every step available to destroy the paper trail or the electronic trail so that that material could never be seen, never be reproduced. But it was anyways. Folks, we're speaking with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, shortly, well, right actually after the election, uh, the president's attorney, former New York City mayor Rudy Giuliani, uh, certainly went on the rampage going after Dominion and these machines. And he was saying it publicly in interviews. And uh, Dominion apparently has had enough and launched a, uh, 
a very substantial, more than $1 billion lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani. And what what has to be proven in the case? And this seems to have a very serious tone, Tim Dodd. Well, yes. Uh, Rudy has been sued for um, interference with their business, with slander, with, um, you know, maligning them falsely, um, with libel. And they would be in a position to demonstrate their financial losses. Let's assume that Dominion can say we lost the um, election contract in um, Italy and we lost the one in Japan and we lost the one right. in um, Great Britain. They could be losing contracts for their election services all over the world, literally, because of the negative inferences raised by Rudy and um, – Sidney Powell, Powell and, and Lynn Lynn Wood. Wood. Yeah. Now, the trick is when a lawsuit is brought, the parties get to engage in pretrial discovery. So right. Rudy has said lots of things, and Rudy has said things and filed cases and has yet to convince a judge. If you listen to Rudy and the Trump um, advocates, they would say, well, none of the judges really wanted to give this a fair shake. Um, no one wanted to be the judge to flip a state's election because they'd probably have to go into the witness protection program because their house would be firebombed and they'd be threatened for the rest of their lives. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. But if there's any substance to the allegations that Rudy and the others have raised about the um, alleged ability to manipulate the election results to change the votes and who the votes are being cast for and all of their other suggested um, shenanigans that could happen with the Dominion equipment, well, he's going to get a full and fair opportunity to show what he's got for evidence to support what he's been out there saying in the press. As they say with cases of libel, slander, and things of that nature, truth is an absolute defense. So if Rudy can produce information showing that what he said was accurate and it was accurate despite the fact that no judge really wanted to listen to it, well, then he'll be okay. If he does not have evidence to back up what he was saying, and a judge finds that what Rudy said was false, or that he said it with reckless disregard to whether it was true or false, either way, he could be dinged for significant financial um, penalties. The standard would be, did you know it was false? Well, then you're in trouble. Or do you say it with reckless disregard to whether it was true or false? That's just as damning. You can't say things that you don't know to be true. So Rudy's got a tiger by the tail here now. And if he doesn't have the goods, if he doesn't have the facts to back up what he's been saying... He's going to get whacked. Sidney Powell's going to get whacked. Lynn Wood's going to get whacked unless they've got the evidence. So time will tell yeah. if they've got the evidence and say, here it is, but we couldn't get a judge to listen to us or we didn't have enough time to develop our case. In a civil case like this, they will get time to develop their facts and to develop their evidence. Now, Tim Dodd, in something like this, does Giuliani defend himself or does he have to hire a He's got to hire a legal team. Oh, wow. And just when you're talking about a lawsuit of this magnitude with Dominion, I, I would imagine this would be like hours of work and very time. Millions, millions and... of dollars. Rudy's going to spend millions oh, and millions of dollars. Look at Mike Flynn. He spent he spent himself into yeah. bankruptcy. He spent millions on a relatively um, circumscribed set of facts. This is Rudy. How many times did Rudy speak to the press? How many, how many media oh, outlets endless. did he do this um, same pitch to? Separate yeah. and apart from the legal proceedings, just press conferences, news releases. He was everywhere. So he is um, looking to spend millions and millions on defense, for sure. And Tim Dodd, if you're Dominion, do you now start to also go after... Fox News, uh, Newsmax, uh, One America News, and anyone and uh, talk shows or people interviewing 
Giuliani where he was spewing all this or are they immune from some of this? No, again, the standard is were statements made about Dominion's conduct, which the, the, the news outlet or the talk show person they would have well, to make this did statement. they know it to be false at the time they said it oh. or did they say it with reckless okay. disregard to whether it was true or false you could easily sure. see um okay. guys like sean hannity getting sued for sure yeah. um wow. you know, various Lorraine Ingram. yes yeah yes. Max went uh, real deep in this and lou dobbs that had uh that had he was the original one that original interview with Sidney powell released the kraken they were uh, they were all in on, on the Dominion voting machines. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. A lot more Tim Dodd, our legal expert, right here on the John DePietro Show. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, Third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This winter, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521 Make Henry Oil make the switch. Make Henry Oil your reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery company. 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Remember, with Henry Oil, automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Check out their website, henryoil.com, or call them today, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil. Since 1947, they have a great family history, and they are just terrific. You can depend on Carmine and Lori and the great folks at Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Check them out online at henryoil.com. Residential and commercial fuel oil delivery, service contracts, budget plans, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, it's Henry Oil. Call them 401-521-0200 this winter. I'm asking you to switch to Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. We're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, this next story is interesting because I remember when it came out and it was a novel idea. The Pawtucket police announced they had this this deck of cards and it was unsolved cold case and they were trying to draw attention to it. And there's a kind of a law enforcement trick. They give out uh, cards because prisoners in, in prison play a lot of cards. And if you have any information on this and sometimes it works, someone says, hey, wait a minute, I know who that is or I know something about that case and they get some time knocked off and so forth. Well, this is a little bit different because the allegation uh, involved here seems to be that someone was picked out. It was a way to try to generate interest in this uh, novel idea, new idea they had to try to gin up publicity. Uh, They went after someone and then felt like the prosecutors were uncomfortable with where this was leading. 
But um, the, the man and uh, his family, they don't seem like they're done with this uh, in any way. Well, th- this follows up. It's a little bit different, but it follows up on the case that we talked about about a month ago with Beaver Tempest, that he's filing suit yes. against the city of Woonsocket and the investigating detectives saying that they phonied up evidence and that they engaged in improper police procedures um, to create a case where uh, 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 to create a set of facts to suggest guilt where the the guy has claimed consistently that he was innocent. And in this case, um, this was a Pawtucket police investigation of a, of a young woman who um, was murdered back in 1988. So for 30 years, nothing is happening. DNA, um, um, analysis develops over this 30-year period and lo and behold about a year ago two years ago they uh, through some DNA analysis think they have their man just as an aside remember maybe about a year ago they um, solved the case you recall the Warwick jogger who had been killed with yes. an axe and they had dumped somebody had dumped yep. his body I think like into a, a trash can or something of that nature how did they get the guy well there was dna on the axe handle yeah and through um one of those um ancestry.com websites they were able to um, ascertain who some of his relatives were and they were able to work basically his family tree back to getting the guy in warwick who they allege committed this crime so it's something that could have never been done 30 years ago, but with DNA um, analysis advancements, they got their man. I think Pawtucket thought they were on the same um, trajectory because they had gotten some DNA, not matches, but some of the same indicators for a relative of this guy from Central Falls. And I think Pawtucket really thought they were onto something. Now, just as with the um, Beaver Tempest case, the allegation is that the cops um, engaged in improper police tactics, um, were doing some of their investigation and some of their DNA analysis without the assistance of the Attorney General's Department, which um, was a rather irregular process. So they have a very splashy news conference where they say, we've got our man. We're going to, if you do the crime, we're going to find you and we're going to keep coming at you. This guy is excoriated in the press. His picture's on the front page. He loses his job. He's now homeless. He's lost everything. Um, Cause people still, I guess, look at him with an eye that maybe this guy did do it. The AG didn't have enough information to go forward. They dismissed the murder case. An investigation is done, and much like with Beaver Tempest, they see that it's all these anomalies and allegations of improper police practices, and the allegation is that the cops set this guy up. They framed him. They framed him. Wow. So if he was framed, and if he was maligned, and if he was slandered, and if he was wrongfully accused and wrongfully imprisoned, then he's got a heck of a case, and he's going to get a big monetary settlement. The question will be, Were the cops acting in good faith? Were they relying on the DNA evidence that they received? Or were they looking, they they were looking to set this guy up? We don't know that yet. We don't know what the facts are going to show. This case will be investigated just like the Rudy case with a lot of pretrial discovery, depositions, going through the case files and hiring experts, um, to opine on the procedures that were utilized by the Pawtucket Police Department. Um, And only time will tell if this man will obtain a monetary settlement. It sounds like, um, in terms of his damages, he's got a very, very significant case for monetary damages. Um, We'll have to see if he's got the facts to back it up. What about, could Channel 12 maybe uh, face some legal action here with the fact that they were uh, running this feature with the Pawtucket police regarding these playing cards? Well, the playing cards are one thing. And I think that that was a kind of a clever, um, 
uh, marketing tool to get these cards out there with all of these 52 unsolved murders to get them out into different populations to see if anyone would have information that could be helpful. But Channel 12 is reporting on the story. So when the police chief in Pawtucket had this splashy news conference, we got our man and all the media reports on it. They're just reporting what the police yep. say. So from that perspective, there sure. would be no liability for the, for the uh, television and radio stations or the newspapers. Tim, uh, the final story is, and it's an interesting one with the Providence journal. I, I, in the past, this Nick Alverdian, I believe, or something, Alverdian, um, he contacted me in the past, sent messages. I think he used to call into me sometimes on the radio. I just, I, I didn't, I've never, I don't think I've ever met him. He was odd. But uh, this is an interesting story where he apparently ran into some trouble in Ohio. The FBI is looking for him. And even Jeff Pine says, you know, the feds are looking for him. And all of a sudden the guy's 32 and he announces he has a fatal disease and sent out this statement from his family that he had died. And, uh, I talked to the state police today and they seem pretty confident that this guy's alive. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great story. It really it is. is a great story. I mean, sometimes you, yeah. you read these things and you just got to chuckle a little bit. Um, if yeah. he's really dead and if he really had an advanced form of cancer and if he really died at 32, then there's really nothing to laugh at, but the specter that he's still alive and he faked his death. Um, it's something out of a, like a television made for TV movie or something. It, it's, it's yes. just yeah. unique. Not like in the movie theater, the TV yes. for TV uh, movies. That they have yes. The a, a step down yeah. from yes. Low very budget. Low budget. Yeah. But this guy uh, from Ohio, his name was originally Rossi. He changed it for some reason to yes. Aliverdi. And I think he did so after he was alleged yeah. to have been a child molester or at least maybe yeah. not a child molester, but molesting a woman. Level two sex offender. And yeah. he never registers as a sex offender. And apparently he swindled right. his foster family out of $200,000, allegedly. Holy And cow. he goes through a couple of divorces, and he allegedly um, stiffs his second wife for like a $52,000 part of their divorce settlement. And... In later years, he was holding himself out as this child advocate and the voice for children, you know, against this type of um, activity, which, you know, should never occur in the first place. So now, fast forward, there's an FBI investigation and there's litigation that's been filed against him in the state of Ohio for fraud in that he defrauded his foster family. And he's got his ex-wives looking for him and everyone's looking for him. He's not registered as a sex offender. The state's looking for him. So he's got a, he's got a target on his back. Everyone's looking for him. Suddenly he announces that he has um, late stage Hodgkin's disease and he's only got weeks to live. And that's it. Now, yeah. His wife says, well, he, he, he was cremated and his ashes were um, um, strewn into the ocean, discarded yep. into the ocean. So you can't do it. You can't exhume his body. You can't do an autopsy. I can't show you his corpse. He's gone. So media outlets say, well, can you send us a copy of his death certificate? Crickets. Again, yep. can you send us a copy of his death certificate? No response. Um, the, the speculation is that he's potentially living in Ireland or somewhere and that he's constantly attempting to um, anonymously uh, manipulate. I guess he's got a Wikipedia entry. <laughs> Wikipedia page. Yes. Insanity. You know, I actually haven't, uh, Tim, I did some digging. And what has not been reported is now they're saying the ex-wife is telling them that I've learned that you call this number and you get a voice generated, female voice generated response back. The police don't even think that that there's an ex-wife involved. They think that's actually him that's communicating. Well, and, and, so now the media didn't report that, but I learned that. from. Well, yes. Enforcement. And it's always been a question so, mark. 
um, that I guess he wrote his own obituary. And, you know, like if you do yeah. online condolences, oh, we're yeah. really going to miss so-and-so. He was such a great guy. Our condolences <laughs> to the family. Apparently, all of, yeah. the, all of the online condolences they think were written by this guy, all singing his praises. What a great guy he was. Yeah. Oh, and, not, and nothing about his yeah. past criminal record for sexual misconduct, etc. Um, it does yeah. appear that he's alive. Now, yeah. it, it, it is a misdemeanor to uh, fraudulently report your death or to fraudulently put uh, a death notice uh, in publications. It's a, mis- it's a, it's a petty oh. misdemeanor that has, I think, a $100 fine okay. attached to it. But if wow. you're defrauding your creditors um, and trying to avoid, um, let's assume there's a statute of limitations and your creditor thinks, well, this guy's dead, so we can't file suit. There's nothing we can do. Right at all. And he's okay. actually alive. Yep. There could be a potential for a fraud allegation because he's attempting to ev- evade law enforcement. Um, civil creditors who are looking to him for money damages um, many times people mm. do this when they're charged with a crime and, you know, they, they turn into Whitey Bulger and they go underground. Yeah. Now, we never thought Whitey was dead. We just didn't know where he was. This guy's claiming that he that he died from, you know, yeah. a, a dreadful illness. Um, yeah. Law enforcement seems very convinced that he's still among us somewhere on this earth and that he's quarterbacking all of this social media um, back and forth, um, trying to manipulate his um, Wikipedia page. Uh, The best part is apparently he tried to um, modify his Wikipedia page to put a photograph of somebody else to throw people off. (laughs) Holy so, cow. Uh, he's he's not a dumb guy. He seems to really know how to play his cards in this type of environment. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I could disappear as effectively as he has done because typically, you know, you're oh. seen or you use a credit card or, you know, it's very yep. hard to not have contact with anybody. They'll be looking at his phone. They'll be looking at his social media. If he had a wife or anyone he's related to, they'll be watching all those people. Folks, he is our uh, legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay safe. Thanks, John. You too. What's the point of having an appliance if it doesn't work properly or maybe you have problems with it? I'll tell you what you should do. As I like to say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. Easy to remember, Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. I've used Ryan on several occasions, whether it's for your washing machine or maybe your dryer or the refrigerator or your stove or oven or microwave, any appliance. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan 401-710-7096. I was having a problem with our, our clothes dryer. What would happen? It wouldn't turn on. No way they were going to dry the clothes. I called Ryan's appliance repair. He fixed that in about five minutes. Then the oven wouldn't heat up. I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. He fixed, the, he fixed the, the oven in about five minutes. Folks, call them. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. Come on, call Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096.